Train Hard Live Strong family. You know, over the years I've been coaching, over the amount of guest speakers I've had on the show, amount of uh, the amount of people that have came to me asking me for help, there's been a lot of stuff that I have come to conclusions with. And one of them is a lot of people don't believe in themselves. A lot of people are fearful of starting or they don't think that they can do something because they've been told that they can't. Maybe genetically they feel like it's impossible to lose weight because they come from an overweight family. There's so many different things that go through people's minds that keep them from not pursuing their goals and dreams inside their health, right? With their body, their figure, their mentality, their mindset, their positivity, their energy. And I'm here to tell you that you can do this. And today on this amazing episode, we have a truly an incredible guest speaker who was 306 pounds, morbidly obese, sitting at 40% body fat. He went down to 16% body fat, lost over 100 pounds, and is living an amazing life inside health and fitness. Figured out what nutrition can do to him, to his mind. Figured out that you don't have to completely restrict your diet. You don't have to completely restrict this and that. Because if you're lenient inside your diet and you live life to the fullest, you can still achieve the goals you want. He's an incredible goal setter. Setting goals is truly truly powerful. Also, inside fitness, the scientific background, how it helps your brain function, how it incorporates all these amazing things, how you can actually save more money by eating healthier. Today on the show, we have an amazing guest speaker to bring you tons of value, y'all. And you already know who I am. I'm your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Being Training and Apparel. And in this episode, you are truly going to be my bone. Just Boom! Just so much knowledge coming your way right now, and I hope you're ready for this, okay, y'all? And before we begin, if you're having trouble staying hydrated day-to-day, maybe you are busy, maybe you just don't think to drink water, if you head over to liquidiv.com and put in promo code TRAINHARD, I can save you 25% on any on the entire order of all products, of your immune products, hydration products, energy products, all the amazing things to help you stay healthy and strong. Hydration is key to life. It's key to stay healthy. It's key to perform at your your elite potential. Staying hydrated is very crucial and essential to day-to-day life. But most of us don't take the time to actually drink water. And even if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, sometimes it's not even enough. You have you need things to retain that water. So go check them out, y'all. Enjoy some of their products. I've tasted a lot of their stuff and it's truly amazing. I live to it every single day and it helps me perform at my best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's welcome to the show Tyler Christensen. Realize that it's a long journey and you're going to have setbacks. Everybody does. I mean, I gained a lot of weight and I'm in the process to losing weight and that's going to happen. Um, Try to find an accountability partner of some, you know, at some point, because whether it's a trainer like you, Matt, you know, obviously you're holding people accountable and they're going to get through their goals way faster with health than they'll ever do it on their own. For me, it was working with my wife. I was reporting to her every week and I even made videos. I, I'd have checking videos where I'd talk to my computer, never showed them to a soul. I just made them so I could say this week I did this, this and this. I lost this weight. I gained this weight or whatever. And for a year, I made a video every week I still have never showed it to anyone hey everyone coach matt here and you're listening to the train hard lift strong podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros top fitness influencers motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself if you have not yet go ahead and check out our website trainhardliftstrong.com you can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way Welcome to another life-changing episode. Hey, what's up, Tyler? How you doing? 
doing great. It's good to be here. Yes, very, very good to have you here. Whenever you reached out to me, um, I, I looked deep into your story and, uh, and then we talked about it and just all the amazing things that you've done and especially how you started is like, it's so cool. I've never heard that type of story from, from anyone, which is so amazing. So uh, for anyone right now who doesn't know who you are, can you give like a nice background story of just kind of, you know, where you're from, where you're born and uh, kind of how you got to who you are today? Yeah, well, it, it's been a journey like most people. So I'm 42. I'm a little older. I've lived some life and um, <laughs> I, I grew up in northern Utah and then for college moved away to the East Coast and then the Midwest where I, I got a bunch of degrees, became a professor, raised my kids. And then recently we moved back to Utah, but now we're in the southern part of the state near Las Vegas. Um, so that's kind of, we've gone full circle now. Um, and we're, we're back here in Utah. I have four kids, uh, and I'm not a professor anymore. I'm an elementary school teacher. So, so my career has kind of gone all over the place too, but I love, I'm teaching fifth grade right now and I'm loving it. Oh, how cool. So what made you want to teach? Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed teaching right when I started college. I thought, gee, I really like to teach. And I had opportunities as like a youth camp counselor and stuff like that, mm. where I was teaching on a smaller scale. And I loved it. I love being kind of a cheerleader, being a coach. And yeah. so that's where it started for me. And, and I didn't, I didn't go straight into teaching like in the K-12. I decided I'd go ahead and get my education done. And so I went for my master's and then my PhD. And I was teaching while I did that. And it just reaffirmed to me, yes, I, I love, you know, I was doing a lot of research for graduate work. Right. But while I was doing that, I was also teaching, teaching, um, you know, at the university while I was working on my degrees. And I, I loved it. And so that's, it kind of just worked out for me. That's awesome. And, and did you, whenever you went to school, like high school, college and stuff like that, did you grow up athletic or kind of how was that? Um, kind of. <laughs> so I always loved sports. I, I'm from the generation where after school every day we would go play at the park, you know, and that yeah, was yeah. what kids did. We, if it was football season, we'd play football. If it was basketball season, we'd play basketball. If it was baseball <laughs> season, we, you know, and that's just what I did growing up. That was my childhood. Every single day I was out playing sports. I wasn't very good at sports. And so when Junior high, high school happened, and I, I tried out for the basketball team. I tried out for the baseball team, and I didn't make any of them. So I did the sports that they would take anyone. So I ran cross country. I played tennis. I actually did make the tennis team. Nice. Uh, and so that's what I did in high school. And then as I went to college, um, I, I started getting into distance running. So cross country okay. is just a 5K. But when I was um, doing my undergrad, I started doing marathons and, and getting into running. So I've been running my whole life. Wow. So – well, so I'm really interested to get in, inside your transformation, but before you began your transformation, before you kind of jumped into that, that path, that route, you were just strictly running, right? Strictly cardio. Right. Yeah. So from, you know, 25 years ago when I was in college, um, I started running and I, I love it. It's my alone time. It's when I listen to books on tape or podcasts like yours. And so I've been doing that for the last 20 years uh, and just running not so much for the fitness, but just because it's something I love to do. Actually, I, okay. I, I don't love the running part. I love the being alone part and, and having things to do, the clarity, being out in the country. Um, mm. Running is painful. And so I, I've never <laughs> really loved just running for running's sake. Um, but I like the, the time it affords me. And so I've, I've done that. And, and so, you know, for the last 20 years, I, I've gone through periods where I didn't run as much. Um, and certainly, you know, if we back up a few years to where I was over 300 pounds, I wasn't running a lot at that time, but I still was, you know, getting out every once in a while and going running. 
Okay, okay, awesome. So you did it for the feeling, which is awesome. I love to train. I love coaching people on the feeling of it, like the grasping the internal emotions and chemical reactions that happen inside your body. I think that's fascinating, and especially inside you know, mental clarity and stuff like that. I feel like that's so awesome, the way you feel whenever you train, even if you're just running or walking or even just stretching, you know. Um, and I'm very interested to learn or listen to how you got to that point, you know, before you even – at your heaviest – how, what kind of escalated you to get to that point? Um, well, I think it happened for me the same way it happens for almost all adults. Um, in, in the United States, we're about 25 pounds heavier now than we were 50 years ago. So we're getting fatter as a country, yep. but also as adults, it's normal in a, a lifetime to gain about 25 pounds from, you know, your teens and your twenties to your fifties and sixties. Most adults gain about 25 pounds during that span. So that's, if wow. you think about it, it's about a pound a year. So it's not a lot. Right. Um, but for many adults in our country, you know, o- over half our country is, a, you know, s- severely overweight or obese. Mm-hmm. And for those people, it, instead of gaining one pound a year, you're gaining two, three, four pounds a year, which isn't a lot in a one year period to just gain four pounds in a year. That's not a big deal. I can gain four pounds in a day, right. but over 20 years, those pounds add up. And, and so that's what had happened for me is just as life happened, we had kids, we were doing graduate school and stuff. Life was stressful. Instead of gaining one pound a year, I was gaining four or five, six pounds. And so it was just a gradual increase in my weight and a decrease in my physical fitness. And so, you know, over a long period of time, that's what happened to me. And I, I found myself three years ago, um, over 300 pounds, 40% body fat. So I was a, a big, big dude. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. One thing that uh, I always tell people, and I never really talked about it on the other side, but I tell people all the time, you know, um, cause I get a lot of weight loss clients and stuff like that, but you know, we're going to lose this weight. We're going to change your body over time. There's patience right. with this, you know? So, you know, every month we go month to month, you know, we do this, we hit a certain weight that we want to lose healthy. And, uh, and we go, you know, month to month to the whole year or whatnot, or however long they want to do this for, uh, which is, should be the rest of your life. But I think it's crazy whenever you, we so focus on that point, right? We're so focused on the uh, going towards your goals and dreams you want for your body and health. But on the other side, just like you said, a, a four pounds in a whole year, you got 12 months to gain four pounds. That doesn't seem hard at all. It seems very easy. Um, right. And then whenever you just like you said, 10 years passes by, then that four pounds a year turned into 40 pounds over those 10 years. And now you're there. So I've asked people that same question, you know, how did, you know, what made you get to that point? And not one yet has really said mathematical portion like you just said, which is fascinating. I love that you said it because it's going to help people have like a visual perspective on exactly how that can happen. And it's crazy whenever time just passes by and you're going through life and day to day you're doing this and your food's like this. And, you know, maybe now you're having kids, you're not as active as before. You don't have as much alone you time as you did before. And, and all this stuff is going on. And then 10 years passes by and now we're 40 pounds more overweight and then, you know, so on and so on. So I'm glad that you said that. That's a great way to paint the picture for a lot of people to, to kind of see like, oh, wow. Cause a lot of people are going through that right now as, as we speak, you know, um, which is, which is crazy. And one thing that I love that you told me um, that you're about to say as well too, is whenever you were at that point at the, at your heaviest, what was it that, um, that started your journey? Well, it wasn't me, unfortunately. You know, I had tried to lose weight for years and years. And, you know, I would train for a marathon 
Um, I even did a 50K ultra marathon. And, you know, I'm doing that at 250, 260, 280 pounds. So I'm the huge, huge guy at the back of the pack that's trying, right? And so I've been trying for years and years. And, and I thought, you know, when I was uh, working towards a running goal or, or doing something in my life, it, it was crazy to me because I had actually gained weight a lot of those times. And, and what was happening is I'd trained for a marathon by increasing my mileage, but then I was hungry all the time because I'd been doing all this cardio. So I'd overeat um, to compensate for, you know, I'd, I'd go on a 20 mile run and I'd be like, oh, I deserve, you know, a whole pizza or something like See, that. And so I'd come home and I'd binge eat. And so it, the last marathon I did five, six years ago, I, I went through exactly that. I, I think I started at about 260 pounds. And while I was training for this marathon, I gained another 20 pounds It's because I was overcompensating for, for all the cardio I was doing. Mm. And so that's where I found myself. And, and then we had, you know, we moved to Utah. We had some different life changes happening and it was a stressful period for me. And so the last 30, 40 pounds, they came in a short period of time within a couple of years. And so I found myself way bigger than even I was when I was obese. Now I was morbidly obese, which, you know, class three obesity is the one where you're, you're going to die if you don't change things. And so Um, my wife sat me down and that's how it happened for me. She said, Hey, we need to talk. And so, and she doesn't nag or anything. So I knew it was serious. In fact, I I thought what went through my brain was, Oh no, what did our kids do? Who's in trouble? And it was for me, I was in trouble. And (laughs) she sat me down and she said, something's got to change. We're we're in our forties or we're coming up on our forties. And we know people that are dying from heart attacks and, and that have horrible things happening in their life with diabetes and osteoporosis. And it's because of their weight. And I know you've been trying, but things haven't changed for you. What are we going to do? And so it was really, that was the thing for me that started it was having that sit down with my wife where she was legitimately afraid that I was going to die. And she didn't want to be a single mom of four kids. Mm -hmm. So we had a conversation, we cried a lot and we put together a plan and that's where it started. But unfortunately, what happened for me is what happens for most adults you know, in the next couple of weeks, I lost like five pounds. I thought things were going great. And then I gained 10 more back. And it was so frustrating because I was trying new things. I was giving up certain foods. I was trying to exercise more and things would work for a while. And then it would come back. And six months later, I had actually gained another 15 pounds. So from the worst place wow. I'd ever been, I gained another 15 pounds. Um, but then I had also been trying the whole time. And this is where I think a lot of people just give up. They said, okay. I tried this and it didn't work. I tried that and it didn't work. Absolutely. And I had tried everything. I was experimenting. I'd do something for three or four weeks. I'd give up dairy or I'd give up nuts or I'd give up whatever fruit. I, I gave up natural sugars and I would do that for three or four weeks and see how my body would react to it. And some things worked and some things didn't. So after a period of several months, then I hit summer vacation for it. As a teacher, we had more flexibility with our schedule. Mm-hmm. And that's when I hit the turning point where I was like, okay, now I can put health as my number one priority. Every day I'm going to exercise before I do anything else. I'm going to really restrict my diet like I haven't before and, and really stick to it. And I owe it to my wife. I owe it to my kids. And for me, that's where it started. And the goal was to lose 40 pounds. And within that summer, I had already lost the 40 pounds. Jeez. That's great. There's a lot of weight loss uh, transformation stories I've heard. Um, and a lot of them come from, from a very unique place. Yours is very unique. And I think, like you said, oh, props to your wife and kids. Absolutely. Cause, and I want people to kind of get into your shoes just for a second. You know, especially people who have 
a family, loved ones. Even if you don't have wife and kids, you still might have a mom and a dad. You might have cousins, best friends, and you still mean something in life, which is very important. People should understand that. Um, but for them to say, for her to tell you, I don't want to be a single mom. Like, and, and for me right now, you saying that story already gives me like, oh my gosh, like I can only imagine being there in that moment across the table from my wife and her telling me, hey, you need to fix something because if you don't, you will die. Like eventually you're going to die. Your heart's just going to give up or something's going to happen to you and you're going to leave me alone with these kids, this house and all this other stuff. And all because you couldn't take the time to take care of yourself every single day. Now I'm here alone and you could have fixed it. Like you could have fixed it. That's what scares me the most. I want people to understand that. And I think that's so powerful that your your wife said that to you. Cause, and it's it's not like... It wasn't insulting. It wasn't nothing like that. It's probably the best thing she possibly could have done for you because it's like she, you know, made most times I feel like a lot of people go blind in life and they don't pay attention to their health because it's not really a priority, right? You get up, you go to work, you do this, you do that. You might, you know, you have kids, you're doing this. And when you get hungry, you put food down your throat and then you drink this and you drink this because it tastes good. And then all of a sudden it gathers up. And, and whenever that happens, we just look in the mirror and, and it's just us again. You're just looking at, you know, you're looking at yourself and, and by time goes on, then all of a sudden that person is completely different. And it's all because we've kind of gone blind. That's what, in my opinion, it's what I have found, especially with clients that have came to me asking for weight loss is, is that. So I think that's such a unique way that, um, and if right now people are listening and they're a wife of a husband, that's like that, like, don't be afraid to say something because um, health is priority. And, and I think it's very powerful in how you started that. That's such a unique way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because it's unique, but it's also not because what happens is most people gain weight the same way I do. And, and I've done a ton of research now on how people lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what happened. You know, that first six months before I was starting to lose, I was watching YouTube videos. I was listening to podcasts. And one of the things that's interesting is people usually lose weight because it's a health crisis like I had where Mm -hmm. they're either going to die or some major thing happened or because they're preparing for an event, a wedding, you know, a party or whatever, where they want to look good in a bathing suit or whatever that those are the two number top two reasons for losing weight. But the people that keep the weight off, usually have to make some sort of internal change. And it's, it's hard because we gain the weight over decades, but we expect to lose it over days or weeks. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't usually happen that way. And so we watch reality shows where they lose it in two months on the ranch or whatever. And almost all those people gain the weight back. And it's because they haven't really had that mindset change. They haven't instituted new and better habits that are a regular part of their life. And so I think that's the thing that has scared me most is I don't want to gain it back. And so, you know, it's been a couple of years now. Unfortunately, I have kept it off and I think I have some good things in place. But, you know, that that's what really um, I really kept me from taking action in the first place is I, I don't want to try if I'm just going to gain it back anyways. And so it was getting to a place where I said, okay, well, I need to at least try now and, and work from there. There you go. That's so awesome. So I, I love what you said, that internal switch. That's what was, um, so whenever you're going through this transformation, you're doing this, you're, you're learning a lot of stuff. You're learning a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about yourself, you know, a lot of stuff. Um, were there a lot of hard times? And I mean like hard times specifically as in, uh, like all I want to do today is is just I just want to quit just for for two days. I just want to quit and I want to come back on after these two days are over. I just want to binge eat this whole evening, um, or I I want to skip the gym today. I, mean, I could just do it next week. Or I just want to take the whole week off. Like 
those times where you keep self-doubting yourself, were there a lot of moments like that in your journey? Yeah, and there still are. Um, I, I think early on, I was so afraid that I would revert back that if I messed up even for a day or whatever. So that first year, after I lost the 40 pounds, I was like, well, if I can lose 40, I should try to lose 50. And after I hit 50, I was like, I should lose 75. And after 75, oh, I was gosh. like, I could lose 100 in a year. And so that yes. was the new goal. And as I was doing that, I was so afraid that like I went on a cruise and everyone gains weight on a cruise. But I, I was committed to not. And so every day at three, four in the morning, I'm in the gym on the cruise working out. So I wouldn't gain weight on a cruise. And, and I didn't have any sweets for Halloween or Christmas or, or Thanksgiving, even no pie that year. Cause I was yeah. like, I can't mess up. And then I learned, so I hit my goal. I, I lost a hundred pounds. And then the year after that, so last year, I loosened up on things and I realized, oh, you can screw up and still live your life. Like it's not the end of the world. Like you can have a bad day. You can have a bad week even and get back on track if you have good habits in place. And I did. And so now that I live like a normal life and <laughs> fitness is a bigger part of my life and healthy eating is a bigger part of my life, I still get worried from time to time. But, but the worry isn't I'm going to mess up today and it's going to derail me for life. It's what am I getting? lacks on now that's going to escalate into a bad habit long term. And so I, I keep myself in check on that. And I continue to set goals. I have weight loss goals. I have fitness goals. And I keep setting those goals because I don't want to revert back. So after I lost 100 pounds, the next goal was, well, what's the next big thing? And I ran a 50 mile ultra marathon or a 52 miles. So two, two marathons back to back. I ran all night long. And when I got done with that, I was like afraid again. I was like, oh no, I'm going to, I don't have anything else. And so I set new goals. And, and so one of the goals I just hit last week, it was my birthday and I woke up at three in the morning. So before I went to work, I could do a half marathon and I did my first sub two half marathon in, in, since I was a kid, you know? And so nice. I'm, I keep setting goals so I don't fall back. I, I always want to be working towards something. That is so awesome, man. That is intense. So people are now probably thinking like, dude, this guy's crazy. He wakes up at three o'clock in the morning to work out. Like that's so- Only on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and even even and i i love that you took us to that that story there um yes like 100 percent agree with everything you just said it and i was just like that as well it's so crazy so i get out of the military uh 2017 and i was so i was in it man like i was like okay i'm gonna learn everything i can about you know because i was always in fitness since i was 13 but i wanted to learn how to coach people learn how to understand my stuff so i can help people get to their goals too so I started to work on myself, like change my diet here, train more here, do this here. But my training has always been obsessive. I've always been obsessed and addicted to training because it's more of like a mental clarity for me. I love to do it. It helps me stay sane. It makes me stay positive and happy. It makes me be effective in my day-to-day -day life. And um, when I got out, what really changed was my nutrition. Because in the military, you are, you, you're given food. You're told what to eat. So I couldn't really change much. But whenever I got out, I was in full control. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this hard. I'm going to do this hard. I want to see my body change. I want to get where I want to be. And I did. And I held that for a long, long time. And, um, and when I did that, just like with you, um, for me, it's always been I, want, I was really skinny as a kid. I wanted to get bigger. Like put on right, some right. lean, strong mask because I didn't want to be that that skinny guy. I wanted to be a man, you know. Like especially getting out of the military, I wanted to be like a oh he's been in the military, he's a veteran. Like that's what I wanted to be, and um, so I focused, dialed in hard on diet. And when I did that, I was so strict. I didn't, I couldn't really. I was always that guy. Oh, he's not going to eat that because you know he's a fitness guy. He's not going to eat that, and I was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't eat it because this had too much of that. Or this has too much of that. It was always meat, vegetables, 
uh, carb, you know, something like that. No sweets, no sugar drinks, water, you know, basically that's it. And, and then I realized like, dude, I'm not enjoying these moments, you know, in my life. And this is not how I would preach health and fitness. This is obsessive. This is not, you know, this is not good. It, it could end up being bad because you're not, you're not there. Like I was there in person, but I was never plugged into life. And how you said the next year, you kind of leaned off a little bit and you enjoyed some of these things and you were still able to go off track a little bit and have some of this and still get progress, still get results. And whenever I put that inside my life too, um, a lot of stuff began to change. But one biggest thing was just that, that mindset where I don't feel terrified to, to eat this after my meal. or I don't feel terrified to have this candy or this, that or whatever, because I know that I'm in control. And I know how to, I know my body, just like how you have learned your body. Um, I think that's very powerful too. And I wish a lot of people took that with them because uh, they can use that every single day and it doesn't have to be this obsessive journey, you know? Right. Well, and I think you have to understand, I, I think you really nailed it where you said you understood your body and I understood my body. That was a hard uh, shift for me because when I first started losing weight, um, I was addicted to food. I was hungry all the time. And so th- those first two or three weeks I got off, uh, you know, no added sugar, got rid of most processed foods, gave up a lot of things at the beginning. And I was so hungry for like two or three weeks because there was so much crap in my body. So it took two or three weeks to get it out of my system. And once that happened, something flipped for me because I wasn't hungry all the time anymore. So then things that had been disgusting before, you know, like green stuff, they're called vegetables. And Uh that that clear stuff that you're drinking right now, that water, like Uh I never would drink that before because it was disgusting. But once I got the garbage out of my body, then water started tasting good and I would drink more and vegetables started tasting good and I love salads now. And so it took a while to like get that crap out of me and then I started being able to pay attention and stop eating when I was full. I couldn't do that before because I never knew when I was full. But mm-hmm. once I got some of the garbage out of me, then it was easier to pay attention, know how I feel, know how crappy, I, you know, if I'm going to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's, I know that tomorrow I'm going to feel like crap, you know? And so you have to weigh that. And sometimes I'm willing to feel like crap the next day. It's worth it. Mm. But most (laughs) of the time it's not. And so you you go through a different process in your mind once you start paying attention to your body. Yes, absolutely. And I haven't really like dove in to that exactly. Um, I think a lot of that is like, in my opinion, I believe is like, I don't know. Like your body is detoxifying and, and it's, it's gathering things. Your body needs essential. Like your body has necessities that your body has to have. And then when we block those signals with junk food or sugar drinks or all this or processed foods and all this other stuff, then you, your body loses track on what it needs. And it's just trying to basically stay in survival mode because at that mm-hmm. point, it's like you're either in an extreme caloric deficit or you're just putting in a bunch of crap that your body doesn't need. But that's all your body has, so it has to do something with it. Um, but whenever you detox your body just like you said vegetables yes people don't always like them but have you tried to like put that inside your body have you tried to legit put it inside almost you know every dinner for the next two weeks and see how your taste buds change see how you are attracted to this because not you know we at one point in time you didn't know how mcdonald's tasted like you didn't know how taco bell tastes like but then you had it for the first time and then your body was was attracted to it same thing with vegetables i believe that that could happen because if you train your body to eat bad you can train your body to eat good and I think that's powerful what you said. Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that your taste buds do change. I mean, we know yes. that there were there were foods that we hated when we were kids and now we love them as adults. But <laughs> as adults, we don't think, oh, if I 
change my eating that things are going to taste different for me. We just, I know when I was morbidly obese, I, I didn't think that way at all. I, I thought, you know, I, I eat these things and I'd rather die fat and happy than restrict my diet and not do any of those things. Well, the truth is I enjoy food way more now that I eat healthier foods. Healthier foods taste better than garbage foods if you're not eating garbage foods all the time. Now, if wow. you have garbage foods as a regular part of your diet, your taste buds aren't going to change. You have to give them up for a while. That's great. You know what? I was, I'm so glad you said that. I have been thinking of just that. How, how can I respond to somebody whenever they say that I want to die fat and happy? I want to enjoy food. I want to do this because you know, this is what I like. I don't want to have to give it up for this or give it up for that. Um, and it's, I love that you said that. Wow. It like spun my head around for a second, but it's, um, you, you, and now that you eat healthy, you still have that same mentality. I think that's crazy. What, like, how did you think that you could do that? Did you believe that you could do that? <laughs> no, there are so many myths about food and exercise. Like the other one was, I thought I can't, aff- I'm a school teacher. I can't afford to eat healthy. It costs too much to get good proteins and to get good vegetables and produce and stuff. It's more <laughs> expensive. And I totally thought I couldn't do it, but the- then I did it. And guess what? By giving up snack foods, by giving up stupid things like protein bars and, and junk that we put into our body, by giving up all that extra stuff, the year that I lost weight, I saved $2,000 on my food budget, $2,000. And so I bought an exercise bike and a road bike and a, a weight set because I had all this extra money. But I had always been taught, no, it costs a lot more to eat healthy. You can't afford it. That's BS, man. I eat way better now. And I have, you know, a lot of lean proteins. I'm eating fish more often. Uh, I'm having really good red meats. I'm I'm a carnivore, man. I love my good meats. And I can afford it now because I'm not buying junk food all the time. Dude, that is so, I know, you know, it's same thing with like, whenever you buy things in bulk, like you buy things in bulk. Yes, it's more expensive in the moment, but then over time it's cheaper, right? But then I like that you said that. I also feel like it's because whenever you eat processed foods, it's empty. So like you're going to get hungrier faster. Whenever you eat a solid, strong meal, like a plate has like some hardcore protein, some, some good carbohydrates, nice fatty acids, and like and you have some water, some good liquids that are going to hydrate your body, and you fill your body up with that. How is it that you can get really full on this plate, but then you can crush like two Big Macs and still be hungry after? Like, you know, whenever you put these things together, it's like, Huh, I wonder why this is, you know? And I think it's so crazy you said that. That's awesome. Well, foods in America are designed, they're chemically designed to make you hungrier. I mean, yep. we even have advertisements that are around craving and, and feed your hunger or whatever. Well, and you, everyone knows this. When you go out for fast food, by the time you get home, you're ready for a real meal because all that fast food did was whet your appetite. It got you hungrier for more food. And so when you're eating heavily processed foods and really sugary foods or drinks, it just makes you hungrier. And so for me, that was a big part of my turning point was I I started only just eating at mealtimes. I didn't have snacks during the day and I wasn't eating fast food. And so I would have one huge meal, you know, for lunch and then I would be full. So I wouldn't need to eat till dinner and then I'd have a good meal for dinner and then I was done till the next day. And once I could do that, it was so much easier because I wasn't hungry all the time. I wasn't thinking, oh, where am I going to go next? How am I going to sneak away into a closet to eat something without anyone knowing? Now, right. I didn't need to do that because I wasn't hungry anymore. That's crazy. Yeah, people ask me too, like, hey, how do I, how do I stop snacking? I'm like, 
you know, feed yourself, like feed yourself in the meals, right. like give yourself, like fill your body up with like hard, high dense nutrients with every single meal. Your bre- even if you want to start little breakfast, lunch, dinner, take those three, you know, and, and, and really fill it up, really fill that plate up with some hardcore nutrition. And you're going to see that you're not going to want a snack because your body has been fueled and, and has been given these nutrients that it can live off of. It can get progress off of, and it's feeding your body to sustain life, which is like, you know that's that's what we should be looking for, and, and I think that's uh, your entire story is is so cool, man. And it's, I love that how you're finding these things. And a lot of people, you're never gonna find anything that works for you if you don't do something about it. If you don't try to start now, if you don't take the action and stay um, strict on a certain goal that you have set. Um, one thing, the section that I like that you talked about that I really wanted to talk about before you said the, that food part that really threw my mind, it was crazy, but um, was you are so strict on your goals. You're so focused on hitting a goal, checking it off, setting a new one. What is your goal setting type of routine? Well, it's a little different now than it was a few years ago. I've always been very goal oriented. I'm a high achieving kind of guy and I love checklists. I love to be able to cross it off, you know. Um, but when I decided I needed to change my health, like normally I'll start the new year and I'll have like 20 new year's resolutions and I won't reach any of them because I'm spread too thin that year in 2018, I said, number one, I'm going to take care of my health. That was my one goal for the year. And then I did have four other goals and they were pretty major goals, but I said, I'm never going to work on those other four until I've worked on number one first. And so, you know, kind of like Stephen Covey's put the first things first and prioritize goals. I I tried doing that and it was crazy because those other four things on my list, I did all of them. I published two books. I landscaped my yard and refinished my basement. I uh, read a hundred books that year. I I hit these major, major goals. Um, But it's because I had more energy because I was living healthier. I was sleeping better because I was living healthier. (laughs) You know, I was more productive. My brain was activated because I was exercising. And so I had more oxygen oxygen and blood to my brain. So I was thinking clearer and focusing better. And so I was able to hit all those other goals. And, you know, I'm not real religious about every day waking up and checking, making goals the night before, and then going through the day and scheduling out every half hour of every day. I don't do that anymore, (laughs) but I have a few big goals that I'm working towards and I have a plan, you know? And so I I visualize the end and I think through how am I going to get there and what does that mean on a day to day or a week to week basis? And then I work towards them and, and they're not real formal. I, I don't spend a lot of time sweating the small stuff, um, but I'm, I'm always working towards something. That is so awesome. I, I always say health and fitness, movement, exercise, whatever it is you want to call it. I always say it's the foundation of life. I feel like it's, it is, that is it because you can't operate or perform if you if your health is in jeopardy or if your health is not at the you know elite performance that it can be at um and and everything that you've said everything you've gone through do you believe that that is true oh i know it's true i i've done so i had a ted talk this last year where i i took my research on exercise and how it actually impacts the brain because that's my background i'm a learning scientist yeah and so i've done a lot of research on how different things impact your brain and your long-term and your short-term memory and focus and things like that and the best thing you can do for your brain is exercise regularly now diet of course plays into that you're you're going to get more out of your exercise if your diet is good 
But if you are exercising, even walking for 20 minutes a day, what that does is it puts more blood into your brain. It puts more oxygen in your brain. It activates your brain and it activates the parts of your brain that help with memory. And so if you want to do better in school, if you want to get higher test scores, the most important thing you do is sleep, eat healthy and exercise. That's way more important than your study habits because you're going to remember stuff if you're, you're living a healthy lifestyle. So we know that's true. That's, you know, that's been proven. We just don't do it. That see, that is it's true. It's been, stuff's been proven, but we just don't do it. That is, that is, that is it. That's like, that's the truth of it all. That's, that's incredible. One, uh, I saw in your transformation, you lost all this weight, right? You lost all this weight. And then you began to gain some, right? You began to gain some from the major weight loss that you gathered. Um, during that weight gain, were you like, are you focused on putting on muscle? Like what made you, after losing all that weight, what was kind of like next? Was it, hey, I'm going to start weightlifting more? Am I going to start doing this to build more structure? Do I want a six pack? Like what, what was it that, you know, you were aiming for after you lost a big weight gap? Yeah, so I, I, I got from 306 pounds down to 203 pounds in a year. Mm-hmm. And that, that took me to last year in May. And yeah. when I was at 203 pounds, I thought, you know, my, before I started my weight loss journey, I thought my ideal weight would be like 220. And then I got down to 220. I'm like, I'm still pretty fat. <laughs> I still got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I, I really started thinking, and you know, there are charts like BMI charts that say, the, your for me, my ideal weight would be 155. No, it wouldn't. I'd be like, dead. What? If I was 155, I'd be dead. And, like, so, what the hell? <laughs> and so certain things like that are just bogus. But I yes. did think when I got down to 200 pounds and I was feeling pretty good, I was about 22% body fat, which isn't bad. Mm, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about average. Yes. But I thought, so I've got some weight to lose. I wanted to get down to like 190, 185. But then what happened was I wasn't losing any more weight just doing my cardio. And so I I started uh, to shake things up a bit. So I started doing weight training for the first time in my life. I'd never done a bench press before. I'd never done a squat before. And so I was doing that and I was still trying to do cardio. I was doing like an hour a day of cardio because I just love to run. Mm. And so I did that for a while and I started gaining weight and I was frustrated and I didn't know what to do. And my diet was changing a little bit. I was starting to introduce things back into my diet. But what I realized after several months of this was, oh, I'm, I'm still actually getting healthier. My body fat percentage went from 22 down to 17. So in my second year, I actually lost another 5% body fat, but I did gain 30 pounds. And yeah. so it, was, it wasn't all muscle, but it was a lot of it was muscle weight. Yes. And so a lot of that came through the strength training. You know, I'd never done that before. So my muscles, muscles had a lot of room for growth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I did put on quite a bit of muscle weight. And now it's funny. So I, I completed my second year. Um, I'm, I'm in better shape now than I was after my weight loss journey, even though I'm bigger now. Uh-huh. Um, but I have to set new goals and I have to think, okay, with what I've learned, what's a realistic weight for me. So now I'm still, I'm trying to get back down to 200 again. And to do that, I have to cut my cardio, which I never thought lose weight by getting rid of cardio. That makes no sense. Um, But I've just reduced my mileage. I'm doing more hit training, do more intervals and stuff like that. And so I'm getting faster, um, which is really cool. And it doesn't take as long, which is also really cool. And so it's, it's kind of a win win right now by introducing strength training and then varying things. It's not relaxing. It's not the same, like being out on the trail for four hours and being alone with my thoughts. I I don't get that as much. Um, I do on the weekends. I still go for a long run, 
There you but, go. but it is helping me more with my health. That is, that is, I love everything you put there. All the stuff that you're going through that you're, that you're doing to like really find the body goal and, you know, just accomplishing all these things is, is fascinating. It's, I have always, I never knew what hit was. I never really knew what that stuff was. Whenever CrossFit came out, I kind of joked about it. It was funny. Like, what are these types of pull-ups that they're doing? It doesn't seem right. right. All this stuff was weird. Um, but then I got into the military. I started training for performance for just to move as fast and as elite as I possibly could. To be strong, fast, agile, everything I could possibly do. I wanted to be the best, you know? And um, when I learned HIT was inside the military. So I've been doing HIT for um, the past three years. Yeah, three, three mm-hmm. and a half years. And with HIT, it's truly fast. Just like you said, it, it's, you, you can do so much in such little time frame, which is incredible to me. And how it really focuses on the fat burning phases, like how it really just focuses there and how it can, it can really take your body and, and like shock it to the point to where you can stay in a fat burning zone for a long period of time, longer than just regular cardio, which is also, I think, very fascinating. But with, with you and everything you've done, you started with enjoying cardio because you love cardio and you like how it makes you feel. And, and you just enjoy the runs, which is, which is awesome. If anyone finds something with inside of anything, you know, you can be an elite bodybuilder, but if you like walking, like then go do walking. That's just what you like. Always take care of what you like, I feel like. And, but with you, you did cardio and this and that. And for you to finally come to like, I guess, a realization where you can lose body fat and not even do cardio, like cardio as in cardiovascular training on the treadmill or Stairmaster or bicycle, whatever, and you're doing more hit, more weight training, and, and you're seeing you're getting healthier. Maybe the scale is not going down, but you're still burning body fat. I think it's awesome how you found it to be true on your own. Yeah. Well, and it's still a journey. I think that's one of the important things that I've realized through this is health and fitness isn't something that you can work on hard for a year or two and then you're set for life. No, you're doing it the rest of your life and your body changes. And so what works this year isn't going to work in five years. You have to adapt and you have to adjust because as our bodies change and our metabolism changes, um, we just have certain limitations as we age. And so it's, it's a journey, you know, and I'm still figuring it out. I, I still have a long ways to, to go to where I want to be, but I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. So, you know, it's enjoying the journey. It is. Absolutely. Enjoy the entire process. I am a very um, emotional kind of guy, especially as a trainer. You know, I help people mm-hmm. accomplish goals. It's very emotional. I, it's like happy, sad, happy. And especially with my training, you know, emotions come out. I like to bring out a lot of emotions in training because you're, you're like being, you're finding yourself. And I think whenever you find you work on time on yourself, by yourself alone, like you're with yourself becoming better on your own. I think it's very powerful and it gets emotional, especially just for me. But you, you have, you have been, you're obviously the same person, but a lot has changed inside your body and externally as well. Emotionally on a type of mindset type of, I guess, aspect, how much more different, I guess, do you view yourself today than you did whenever you were that 300 pound man? I think it's subtle changes. I, I think I've always worked hard. I've always been someone, you know, that I'm the first one to show up and the last one to leave. But I have more confidence in my abilities. And I think it's because what you do in health and weight loss is the same stuff you do in, in everything else in life, whether it's having a podcast or a YouTube channel, it's that consistency, it's working hard, and, and you're not going to see the results overnight or even over months. 
Um, but you put the time in and, and it pays off. And, and so I think I have more confidence now in, in everything I do, not just in my health and, and my fitness, but, you know, I know that if I, you know, if I'm writing a book, for example, I, I might get derailed for a week or two and it might be hard and I might have writer's block if that's a thing, but <laughs> it's easy to say, well, I just need to get back into it. I need to just do 250 words first thing in the morning. And then, you know, before long, the book's written and you're published and, and it's great. And so I feel much more confidence in my ability to do those kinds of things now. And, and of course, I, I'm just happier because I have more energy. It's easier to play with my kids and do the things that matter. Um, as soon as I get off this interview today, I'm going running with my son. And so I, awesome. I didn't do those kinds of things before. And I love doing them now. It's an important part of my life. Yeah, it, I was just about to ask you next is how, obviously, as you, as who you are, Tyler, how it's changed you, but also how, how do you feel like it's changed you inside your fatherhood, inside your, in your marriage? How do you feel like your health transformation has impacted those avenues of your life? Yeah, again, it's, it's subtle little things. I, I think I was a pretty solid dude before, you know, I don't <laughs> think I was just slubbing it up. I, I think that, you know, I tried to be the best dad I could be. I tried to be the best husband I could be. Um, but because I have better health now, I'm more capable of doing certain things and, and emotionally and being supportive and things like that. We found that there are things that we can do as a family. We have more energy for it. And so it, it's cool. We have, you know, we haven't talked about any of my side projects, the things that I, I spend my actual time on. Um, but I'm doing lots of cool things right now. And my family's involved. We do a lot of them together. And I awesome. love that in my life that I'm always working on something with my kids or my wife and 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 so oh, it's just a more fulfilling life now. It was an awesome life before, and it's just a little bit better now. That's so cool. If anyone right now, Tyler, is struggling with where, where you were before or maybe going through the journey right now and went through the frustrations you went through, gaining more weight when they first start or maybe losing it and then gaining it back or finding you know troubles with nutrition and just trying to find themselves and they just feel lost and you just kind of just want to quit, mm-hmm. what is – what is some, some good advice that, that you would give to them right now? Well, I think one of the most important things is, one, realize that it's a long journey and you're going to have setbacks. Everybody does. I mean, I gained a lot of weight and I'm in the process to losing weight. Mm-hmm. And that's going to happen. Um, try to find an accountability partner of some you know, at some point, because whether it's a trainer like you, Matt, you know, obviously you're holding people accountable and they're going to get through their goals way faster with help than they'll ever do it on their own. For me, it was working with my wife. I was reporting to her every week and I even made videos. I, I'd have checking videos where I'd talk to my computer, never showed them to a soul. I just made them. So I could say this week I did this, this, and this, I lost this weight. I gained this weight or whatever. And for a year I made a video every week. I still have never showed it to anyone, but it held me accountable. I knew I was going to record Saturday morning. And so that was really helpful for me. And then I knew I'd talk to my wife about it too. And so having someone work with you is going to speed up the process. So if you feel like it's going too slow, that's the number one thing. If you want to speed it up, work with someone, whether it's a professional trainer or a buddy, just have someone that you can talk to. Wow. Geez, that is, uh, that's, yes, that is so powerful. Do you, what do you think that you're going to do with those videos? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I actually that must saw- be so cool. I, I am working on, I, I never made a transformation video because mostly because I don't have any before pictures. I was so embarrassed when I was 300 pounds that I wouldn't be in pictures. So I have wow. pictures of my family, but I'm not in any of the pictures. And so I never made a transformation video after I lost the weight. 
but I've gone back through and I found little things here and there. And I did, especially as I started losing weight, I started taking more pictures and videos. And so I'm editing those together right now and putting them in. And so I took a few screenshots from some of those videos, but I'm not going to use them. I mean, they're so boring. It's just me saying this week I (laughs) ran 15 miles and at this pace and I ate this food. Like they're totally boring to other people, but it was helpful for me. That is so awesome. I have not yet heard anybody have an accountability like that. Like basically you were your own accountability partner, but you not manipulated it, but you created a day and a time and a week to do something very important to keep your own self accountable, which was, that is crazy. I've never heard that before. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It worked for me. I mean, it helped (laughs) keep me on track. So yeah, that's so good. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever it takes. Exactly. Man, Tyler, your transformation story is absolutely amazing. Um, and, and it's, I'm glad that you can come on the show today and, and express what happened and share your story and share the bad parts, the good parts, the learning curves, the nutrition stuff, the mindset, um, and just how, you know, just finding it on your own. There's tons of myths, tons of crap out there that you're going to hear people listening and it's, you know, figure it out yourself, bust them yourself. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that is, is given that is completely false all these skills are just out of just craziness, but you know, work on it, be patient, enjoy the process and, and just keep striving, set new goals and, and just, and just try to be the best person you can be every single day. And if anyone right now is, you know, relating to you or wants to ask you questions or anything like that, or maybe just say thank you, man, for everything you've been sharing, Tyler, uh, what's like the best place for kind of people to find you? Um, the best place for me, so my name's Tyler Christensen and Christensen is E-N-S-E-N at the end. So just tylerchristensen.com is, is my page where if people are hiring me to speak or whatever, that's like my main page. And, and then that links to my other stuff. I do have a podcast. I don't post to it very regularly. Um, but where I talk about my health and nutrition and a YouTube channel, it's called after the run. Um, because when I got done running, I would just record stuff into my phone. So if they want to listen to my, my solo episodes on that, it's just after the run. That's so cool. What we're going to do is we're going to put all the links to get to Tyler. We're going to put it in the show notes. So if you want to listen to any of his YouTube videos or check him out on his website or whatever social media stuff, we'll put it in the show notes. You can just scroll down to the bottom. You can click those links and you can find Tyler there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here for another amazing episode here on the Train Hall Livestrong podcast. If you have related to this, grab value or you know someone out there that, that can grab value from this episode as well. Just like all you have today. All we ask is you simply share it out to your best friend, your gym buddy, that one person, your mom or dad, somebody. Because the more people we can get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we can all change together. But I am your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Tyler Christensen. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. And live strong. Yeah, hi, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.